right, everybody, welcome into another edition of the podcast where Matt and Bob were here to pod about a few uh, movies Bob's recently seen. Uh, you're listening to the Analysis. So yeah, Bob, you uh, played a little catch up recently, huh? Um, Man, as we, <laughs> I, it's the the FOMO. My to do list just keeps piling. I don't know if anyone else is experiencing this. Of oh yeah, I want to see that. Oh, I still got to see that. Oh shit, God, I haven't seen that yet. I've been meaning to. It's just well, it's, all it's, I ever it's, do. It's, it's the backlog of COVID-held uh, releases. So we're kind of like a lot of... They're coming fast and furious, um, except for that movie. Um, yeah. But uh, so... And some of them are exclusive to theaters, and it's now it's such a big thing to get out to the theater to see those. Uh, the ones that are streaming, you got to kind of search and dig for them. Not all They're not all just on Netflix. Some are on Amazon or uh, an Apple Plus, and people don't have subscriptions to everything. And... Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Uh, so we're going to be talking about Power of the Dog, which is on Netflix. I think people have probably would have seen the most, or Power of the Slog, if you ask me. But um, <laughs> and then Tragedy of Macbeth, Coda. I recently, I mean, yeah. So we'll, we'll let's go in that order. Um, Power of the Dog is kind of running away with that. There's doesn't seem to be like a front runner other than there's just like ten to twenty movies that are kind of getting a lot of noms already sag awards yeah. critics choice there's there there's kind of been like a, a five to ten sort of you see a lot of west side story you're seeing a lot of dune licorice pizza and then power of the dog and belfast just keep ticking up there on all these lists and it's like it, are these gonna is this the front runner power of the it? dog yeah I, I just I, um yeah what were your thoughts on it so Power of the Dog has really shed a light to me on the different levels of movie turd snobbery that there is, or right. Oscars going full Oscars. Because I always mm-hmm. thought me and you were in the the top tier of movie snobbery. Like we were, were drawn to these kind of critical darlings will lean in and get really excited about marriage story and yeah. shit like that. Not just the commercial stuff like a Tarantino or a Scorsese, like, but we'll, we'll get into like a like a Noah Baumbach type of a vibe, yeah. right? Going to and see Roma in theaters. Going to see yeah, Roma that, in theaters. That, that yeah. guy. Those types of people, right? And like there's and there's a there's a next. There's a up. level above us. Yeah. We are we have not reached the <laughs> summit, and so it's almost like the way I, I describe it is like levels of of liquors. So you know if you're gonna order bottle service at the bar, and I've never done this, but like you know there's there's like you could get this kind of like Ciroc, like the Ciroc bottle that comes out, or then there's this like middle middle level of or like a Grey Goose, right? And then there's like the middle level, and then you could always like bum out and you could get the like Smirnoff bottle with with the sparklers, right? And and the Smirnoff bottle is those people that really get into Ghostbusters Afterlife. Right, they get uh-huh. they get like very hype about fast, like those are the Smirnoff people, and then and then we, I thought we were living the Ciroc life, but we're not. Yeah. We're in that middle tier of vodkas that mm. could come out because the we're pe- like Tito's. Yeah, we're the Tito's team because the everyman vodka. Because I don't get it. I don't get yeah. what these the the Ciroc movie snobs. I don't see what they see in this movie. I. 
I, I it's so it's Jane Campion who made the piano back in 1993 and hasn't done a lot. So people who were really hype about indie dramas back in 93 are, are celebrating the return of Jane here. And it's, it's She's like a female Terrence Malick just pops up every 20 years and everyone yeah. goes nuts. And I'm like, what, what, what? Yeah. What's the big deal? And, and cares. so it's like, <clears throat> I, I didn't find this super compelling. I found it, I, I, I did not find the chapters to be overly emotional. I, I, I didn't really connect with, with any sort of character, let alone the central conflict of Cumberbatch versus Kirsten Dunst and kind of the, the trauma that he's bringing to her in, in her lifestyle and why that would motivate the son to do all the things that her, her son ended up doing to protect her. But I just, I, I, I didn't get into that type of type of drama and, and and you should really get into that type of a conflict to to have the payoff of the revenge work for you and i i just didn't get it i also am, am kind of tired of modern westerns to be honest with you i think we've, we've been on this kick the last 10 years whether it's django into hateful eight or whether it's there's there's all these there's modern westerns that keep coming up hell or high water i know you watched um and i it, it just I think even going back to Brokeback and, and just like we've, we've been doing Westerns and I really don't think there's any sort of new take on the Western genre. And I've never been particularly connected to the Western genre, if I'm being honest. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes me a shitty movie fan, but I, I just none of it was doing anything for me. And I'm surprised it's it's such a darling. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those movies you mentioned, I do really like. I also, you know, have a huge boner for um Red Dead Redemption played hundreds of hours of that game during the pandemic. Let me be fair, too. Well, I liked those other movies. I don't yeah, think this yeah. movie is doing for me what those other movies did. So you would have to be a really big Western turd in general to just be taking in Westerns all the time and like this one. That's that's more of what yeah. I was trying to say. I kind of like how this movie ends with like the twist, quote unquote. I, I did find that somewhat compelling. I think it just takes so long to get going, which I'm not... I you know the, I, I'm fine for slow builds, um, but for some reason this was and and then Benedict Cumberbatch had all this hype you know f- um, leading up to this release on Netflix. And you're like okay, this is like our best actor front runner here, and then you're like ah, I just kind of see the work too much. I know like he kind of went full method during this shoot, and everyone was referring to him as what Phil the whole time, and yeah, that good for him. But sometimes uh, I that just, stuff, it's like, I don't care. I want it to come yeah. out in the performance. Like, I think sometimes we get too caught up in the production stories and that creates a narrative that's like, okay, fine and cool. I just, I'd rather be compelled with the actual material on screen. And I don't care if you called yourself Phil or fucking <laughs> Doctor Strange. Major- like, it, it didn't, it like, to me, I, I didn't <laughs> care about your character, homie. Like, I, I don't care if Daniel Day-Lewis calls himself Daniel, right? Or Plain, cobbles his own yeah, shoes. Yeah, like, it, it shows up in the performance. Like, I'm entranced by the performance. Like, I'm not entranced mm-hmm. by Cumberbatch here. Whatever Daniel Day-Lewis is doing, if he, you know, he actually became a dressmaker. That that, that works, because it, yeah, it, it shows on screen. Uh, this did not yeah. show on screen. It did not. At least, uh, actually, it... It was actually to his detriment. We we're like, get at it. No, no one's believing. Yeah, this I don't believe you're this roughneck, rough rider. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Go back to opening up the the multiverse. 
<laughs> I believe that. I honestly believe that more. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought uh, Kristen uh, Kristen Dunst was pretty good. I haven't seen her in ages, and I thought she was kind of like a. a, a emotionally giving it her all uh i i guess this what is about fake philip seymour hoffman fake philip seymour hoffman uh fat so yeah. <laughs> fine yeah i don't know fine i guess um i just i think this is a movie that would have benefited from the theater act theatrical experience in terms of the shots and the cinematography are getting a lot of plaudits um and i guess i kind of missed out on that just watching it at home and i wasn't really able to appreciate that as maybe as much as it would have stood out more in a theater but at the same time it's on netflix Uh, i don't even know if any theaters carried it or for how long yeah and uh yeah i i mean it's shot in new zealand it's supposed to be montana i I don't know. It just it took like an hour and a half to really kind of get you at all, and then I, yeah, like I said, I kind of like how it finished up. But I'm just I'm not getting the hype train. No, I don't get it. And if it if it does end up getting a lion's share of its inevitable nominations, if it actually wins, it'll be more death nails in the disconnect yeah. from the Oscars to the viewing public. Because if we're not into it, fucking, I tell you, the, yeah. the people behind us in the Smirnoff life, like, they are definitely yeah. not into it. And they're going to go, what the fuck? With, with the sparklers. Yeah. Um, the bright, th- this is, yeah, this is going to turn off a lot of people. If this is, like, winning Best Picture, I, I think that would be disastrous. <laughs> Total to disaster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what what happened to the time when, you know, like a Spielberg epic was winning Oscars? What about, like, when... You know, Return of the King, Lord of the Rings just cranked in ten plus awards, yeah. and the 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 popular Oscars aren't. And I, I'm not saying let's award Spider Man No Way Home at all, but uh, there's got to be something. I th- I think Dune is the closest this year. Yeah, that would be something uh, where people see the artistic value, but also commercially enjoyed it to a sense that they'd be somewhat cheering for it. I'm thinking I, I would like a great example is. Two art, two two artistic movies like the King's Speech versus Social Network, and like everyone yeah. understood the artistic value to both of those films. That people could kind of talk about the different merits. They could kind of pick pick a horse to to cheer for in in the race. Like, but but it, it wasn't like art house versus Marvel, right? But this is like no. if, if if our choices are. Power of Belfast the Dog versus, versus Belfast. Dog. It's like, I don't think anyone's excited about any of that. No, not at all. Uh, seeing Parasite slight upset uh, that the was other cool. year was, was pretty cool. But um, yeah, I, I just I, I think there, there's a lot of good movies, but the, the, the ones that are kind of at the top, it seems, nobody's excited about. Yeah. Uh, I liked Belfast. I think it's a nice movie. I thought um, it was okay. I, yeah, oh, you saw it? Yeah, I, I thought it was fine. I... I haven't thought about it since. Let's just say that. Yeah. I, I, I've definitely been affected by other films since. And let's talk about those right now. Yeah. Uh-